Hey everybody, it's me, Lauren Ash, and welcome to Giving It Up For Less, a podcast that embraces the fact that I have given it up for less so many times, too many times. It's embarrassing. Um, I want to welcome you to our very first guest on the show, and this is exciting for me because this is my best friend in the world. Uh, we met 16 years ago. We're aging ourselves. We were three at the time. Ha ha ha! Old jokes. Anyway, um, like a Kathy cartoon. Uh, she's my best friend in the world. We started out at the Second City together performing comedy. We've performed comedy uh, independent of there uh, in a sketch troupe called Corey, which is just the two of us, and that's really all that people need. What more do people want? Uh, please welcome Leslie Simon. Tyler. Oh, hello, everybody. What a joy. God, it's so great to be here. Now, I am a little bit concerned that people are going to be listening to this and think that they're just listening to one person because our voices are so similar. Well, they might think it's you doing your, your the greatest ruse of all time. That's right. Like, I'm yeah. on two mics. I'm yeah. just, like, talking into one mic, and then I turn my head and I talk into another. I mean, you're, it's, it's basically like your one-woman show, but in a in a sound booth. That's right. And, yeah. le- and less wigs. <laughs> less, so many less wigs. <laughs> Which is a travesty. <laughs> um, so, I guess, like, like, first of all, before we get into, mm-hmm. you know, giving it up for less before we, we tell our stories. I, get, I think feel like we should give some context about what our lives together. Oh, God, of course. You mean, you mean the length and the shenanigans? I mean, where do we start? It's hard to know. I, I believe when we first met, mm-hmm. we went on a road trip doing comedy in the middle of nowhere in yes, Canada. a place called Clinton, Ontario. Clinton, Ontario. Mm-hmm. That's right. I got so drunk, I made out with a cop. Yes, or tried to. Like, you had your leg up on him. That's right. Your arms around him. And the, the photo is, she. it was a short leather skirt, lest we forget. It was a jean skirt. Was it? Because I called that my sex skirt, because every time I wore it, I got laid. Pardon me. <laughs> Pardon me. Then were you wearing a leather jacket with it? A pleather jacket. Yes, okay, I okay. was. Okay, pleather, pleather. And skate shoes. Just awful. And also, it was like a um, a purple and black horizontal striped tight tank top with a zipper down the middle. Yes, yes. But wow. what else were you supposed to wear to that stag and doe in the arena that we went to that night? For people who don't know what stag and does are, because I don't know if that's a concept in America. Yeah, maybe not. We're from Canada. Hello. Um, it's basically like if you're getting married and you live in a small town, then your parents or whoever puts on a big old party for you in the local hockey arena. Yeah. And people pay to go and it's like open bar or you can buy drink tickets. Yeah, so we bought seven, I think they were $3 a drink ticket because I remember spending $21 for seven <laughs> tickets and <laughs> <laughs> and that included jello shots. You could get That's jello right. shots. And then you mix your own drinks. Like you go to the bartender, I use that term loosely, you know, like Uncle Gary or yeah. whatever. And you give Uncle Gary your ticket. And, and then, he should not be trusted with money. Let's get real. <laughs> of course he shouldn't. And then he like pours vodka into a glass. And then you go to another station where it's like two liter bottles of pop. Of course. Or sorry, we're in America. Soda. soda. And you put the soda in and, and mix your own drinks. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was the end of the night. I had three tickets left. I chugged a whole plastic cup of vodka. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, like a cop found me sitting on a on a like mm-hmm. a parking concrete yes. thing, yes. and uh, then I yeah, I think I tried to kiss him too. Anyway, long story short, that's all I remember. But there's photos taken of you and I from that night. Well, yes. and it's me passed out in bed with a bucket full of vomit. Yeah, and you just beaming beside me. I was just so happy because I mean, I listen. I barely knew you, but I was thrilled to clean up your vomit. Oh yeah, and wash that skirt. I put the skirt in the tub. I had to like basically <laughs> hose the skirt off. Put the skirt at the top. And that's why the jacket is coming to me, because I think the jacket was involved somehow, too. Uh, for sure. Then the group uh, that was on tour with us all gathered around you while you were passed out with the with the puke bucket and um, took a group picture. That's right. Um, and one guy did pull his, can I say dick? 
I think you can. Okay. It's my show and it's my rules. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I prefer it if you said dick. I was like, what is the perfect word for this? But Dick pulled his dick out in the picture and we didn't realize it at the time. Well, but this was the part that was so funny because it was was just so unnoticeable. It looked like it was his thumb. That's right. And then it wasn't even like, yeah, it was not great. Listen, gentlemen, if you're going to pull it out, I think it needs to be, it needs to be fully engorged. Gentlemen, take note. Like, that's take my, note. That's my note. That's my gift to the men listening. If you're not going to study for a test, you know what? At least cram at the last minute. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, that was the beginning of this friendship. <laughs> that's right. And what that's a bar. Right. What a bar we set for ourselves. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Cleaning up each other's puke for 16 years. Oh, for 16 gil- glorious years. There was that time you gave me your pants. Remember? I didn't oh, have yeah. any pants. We were on another gig. and Drunk were, as skunks. Yeah, drunk as skunks. And you were like, let's go get some food. And I was like, I don't have any pants. And I was like, here, wear mine. Yeah. Took my pants off then realized then I didn't have any pants so then you went to the vending machine I think in your underwear and I wore your pants or what did you wear I think I wore a towel (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right I think think you're right I think I did that makes sense but yeah I mean gosh when I had the idea for this show I was like the 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 person who has to come on is a person who knows me the best well we, we have this just I mean encyclopedia of Volumes and volumes absolutely. and volumes of these stories. Of these stories, yeah, and, and, and yeah, absolutely. Like I've heard them all. I mean, me watching you on these talk shows, I'm like, yep, remember that? Yeah, remember that? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. You should have been on there, just like off to the side, so they could cut to you as like a fact checker. Yes, could just be like, yes, this happened. I confirm yes, she's that's... not exaggerating. I confirm this is the truth. Exactly. Facts first. You know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So true. Well, listen. <laughs> The theme for today's episode is dumb lies people tell. The the one thing that the the story that I definitely wanted to share was <laughs> Oh, it's so dumb. It's it's the it's the lies that you're if you get caught in, it was like, why would you lie about that? Like it's the yeah. ones that don't matter. Those yeah. are the ones that really make me laugh. So I was on a show as I've, uh, as you may or may not know, it was very successful for eleven episodes, um, seventeen. Anyway, it was super fun night. It was on ABC. It was with Rebel Wilson, of course, and she took me as one of her guests to uh, Vegas to the iHeart music radio awards whatever they're called and so listen when you're rolling with with rebel wilson you know post pitch perfect it's like everybody's in love with her everybody wants to talk to her whatever great so that's the backstory you need for this story so a few years ago i found myself at a halloween party at justin timberlake's house so this is already it's kooky as one, well, yes, exactly. It's weird. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, my friend and I were, like, sneaking around the house, like, finding out what we could see. All of a sudden, a security guard just shows up, and he's like, you're not supposed to be in this screening room. And then it was like, is there cameras in here? Like, like how long had that security guard been following you? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, this is, like, the start of a Good Lifetime movie. Oh. Um, so, anyway, so it was this very strange situation. So many famous people, and me just, like, soaking it all in. And then at one point, I go up to the bar, and it's just me and JT. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hi. And I was like, great party. But we're waiting for these drinks. And I'm like, I have to make conversation. Like, it would be rude if it was anybody. I mean, he's the host. You got to say exactly. something. It's You're like, in it's, his house. But I'm also like, I don't want to say I'm not starstruck. It's not that. It, it was more just that it was like, I feel like I'm being rude. I feel like I have to say something. Of course. And so I'm racking my brain. I'm like, what can I possibly bring up to Justin Timberlake? And then I remembered being at these iHeart Radio Awards with Rebel and Justin Timberlake walked by us and did the like I'm not worthy kind of thing like from Rain's World towards Rebel because she's a comedy god so in this moment I make the decision and I said hey I actually met you once before in Vegas oh boy 
and thinking he'd go, oh, cool. Because most famous people, if you say something like that, they're like, I don't remember. Exactly. I don't and they're just going to assume, like, I'm not even going to go down this road. Right. Who knows where it was? Who yeah. knows? And he, instead of that, he goes, oh, really? Where? When? I was the iHeart Radio Music Awards. Where Where was it specifically, though? Whoa. Uh, it was, I was with Rebel Wilson. You know Rebel Wilson? I would have remembered this. I would have remembered you. Why don't I remember you? This continued. Oh. Then he's like, Jessica! Jessica, this girl knows Rebel Wilson! Jessica! I need to introduce you to my wife. And I'm like, what have I done? What is happening? Why did you say anything? Oh Literally, he's go- you have to come with me. Then he's leading me through this party, hand in hand with JT, trying to look for Jessica Beale. I mean, just, and again, why? Oh I, and God. I get this wasn't even a full lie. I mean, yeah. it was, but it was like a half-truth. Yeah. It's like, I should. what I should have said was, I saw you in Vegas yeah. once. I, you walked past you walked me in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> you like, you've walked past so many people. Yes. I was one of those people. I was one of those people. And yeah. isn't that special and something I should bring up to you in this moment? That's and the right. answer is, of course, no. Instead, you found yourself instead of Jessica Beale, not in seventh heaven, but seventh hell. Oh, <laughs> the seventh ring. You're Think dead right. Long story short, we finally find her. We bring her up. He's like, <laughs> this girl knows Rebel Wilson. And she oh. goes, okay. <laughs> and that was it. She was And then I was like, I'm impressed. on their front lawn. Like, oh. this is, so, I'm dressed as Curly Sue from the movie of the same name. Which, what a deep cut. Deep cut. So anyway, so that's, I mean, I've got lots more of dumb lies I've told. Like, for example, I found out that there was a couple of hookers living in a condo building I was living in. Yes. They, of course, somehow wanted to befriend me because they found out I was on TV. And they were like, how old are you? I was 27 at the time. And I said, 26. And they went, (laughs) oh, yeah, cool. Cool? First of all, what was that one, what did that one year buy me? I have no idea. And secondly... I was right to lie because I feel like if I had said older, they would have been off of me. Somehow your subconscious knew that 26 was the cutoff for those hookers. That yeah. they were like, an age older, she's she's not cool. We and I, you know what? Her. I should preface. I, I don't know that they were hookers. What I do know is, is that they were running a hooker apartment, meaning that different women would come at different points of the day with men and have sex with them in their apartment and they like kept the apartment up i don't know that they personally were having sex with money for Mm -hmm. money but i do know that they were a part of the the world sure they could have had an administration job in there you know what i mean yeah like some sort of secretarial thing or absolutely maybe they did the books they could have yeah so i mean those are like the top two i could think of what did you come up with well as soon as you said it the first thing that popped to mind does involve you so i'm Ah. gonna start there so i don't know of course you remember i don't know if you remember one of the many times we've been to disneyland at christmas Oh, God. Yes. So, so for, countless. Yes, countless. So we started going right in 2013. We went every year at Christmas. I wasn't living in L.A. yet, so I would come down. So it was the year um, uh, that I think it was exceptionally cold. Anyway, it was one of the many times I really wanted some ice cream from Gibson oh, Girl, the yes. peppermint ice cream. And for some reason, when I get up there, they it, like at Starbucks, you know how they ask you for your name, like what name on the cup or whatever. So I got up there, and as as I thought I was being so hilarious, as a ruse to you, the woman asked me my name, and I said... Instead of Leslie, I said, Sharon. <laughs> and I started to start giggling like, oh, this is the greatest ruse ever. Like, to who? Like, I don't even know if you were within, like, range. <laughs> and I think in my mind, I was like, when they call out Sharon and I go to get that cup of ice cream, like, Ash is going to lose her mind. It's so funny. <laughs> but what happened instead is that I then go to pay for it with my credit card. And the woman looks and she goes, well, why does it say Leslie on your credit card? And then I remember I'm in the United States where, like, credit card fraud is just, like, rampant. Huge. And, and, like, in Canada, they don't ask you for your ID with your credit card. They do here. So then she's like, can I see your ID? So I hand her that, which also says Leslie, and now I'm in too deep. And I feel like at this point, yes. I've like I've perked up that something's going on at the cash. You did because you're like, what is going on? Tyler's starting to like <laughs> get frazzled. She's pulling extra cards out of her thing. So then you, yes, you, this is what happened. That's you right. came over, right? Yeah. And then 
And then I don't know how I communicated to you what had happened and that I was I was I think I just said like, oh, I was just telling them my name Sharon, but like it's Leslie on my card. And then you jump in without skipping a beat and just go, oh, I call her Sharon. It's like a nickname thing. So like it it is her other name. But like and the people were not having it behind the counter. Like I feel like like somebody else came over and got involved and was like, what's going on with this credit card? Like, is there an issue? Oh, yeah, it was a whole thing. And then it's like, well, do you have a Disney annual pass? Well, spoiler alert. That also says Leslie. So nothing. (laughs) was helping us out of this. And all for this dumb bit. This is my point. So when you said dumb lies, I was like, what a dumb lie that led to this like avalanche of madness in the middle of We need another manager. (laughs) Jerry. Jerry. Jerry, come identify this woman. And I think I ended up paying with cash or something. I was like, give me all those cards. Like, I'll just give you this $20 bill. Well, we learned an important lesson that day, which is if you're ever going to give a fake name, you have to give it, you have to pay paying in cash. and, And that's, and I'm glad I have that lesson now. And you know what? That just made the penny drop for me. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you about the time that I was going to get an HIV test? I was like 21 or something. It was my first mm-hmm. time ever. And for some reason, I was embarrassed about giving my real name. Keep in mind, they only ask for a first name. It was at like a free clinic in Toronto. Like, oh, yeah. you, So yeah. anyway, I signed up as Lola. Okay. Oh, no. Which there is a certain <laughs> faction of, of friends of mine that call me Lola. But anyway, mm-hmm. so I sign up as Lola. And then I'm waiting in the waiting room. And I and I this is days later, of course. I made the appointment. And then yeah. they're like, Lola. Lola, Lola, twelve thirty. Lola, Lola. They must have called it fifteen times, and I had just forgotten that I had signed up oh. as Lola. And I was like, "It's me, it's me." <laughs> After like twenty calls. After like twenty you calls. Up, did they? Did you get a look? Were they? Yeah, like, they were um, like, oh, "Okay, it's a fake okay, name." It's a fake name. Because really, sure. I mean, all the little Lolas that people are having now aren't grown up yet. Like no one's, no one our age is named Lola. No, no. I don't know any Lolas for real. No, I know a million eight-year-old Lolas. I own Chloe's, Lolas, Savannahs. Yeah. There's a million of them. Yeah. Grace. Grace. Grace oh, is boy. huge. Huge. Yeah. There's no mm-hmm. adult Lolas. And then another time I was here, actually, and I did the same dumb thing. And I signed up. I was going for another STD test. Mm-hmm. But this time it was, what had I? Oh, I remember. Okay. So I had decided to get an STD test for something specific. I can't remember why. I'm also like, just as an aside, I'm super, super paranoid. Like I could be, for years that I was single, I could only be having safe sex and using condoms and stuff. And I would be like some of them crawled around the sides like you were um, really diligent you were really diligent. We, 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 we were raised when it like the, like in school yes that was, that was the hot thing safe sex and aids and oh yeah philadelphia came out i want to say in 1992 oh it affected movie, me it affected me well that's almost on its 30 year anniversary think about oh, that i can't and so it was i was here and so this time i had put lola down as my name but when i went in i they were like just sign your name on the thing whatever so i signed lauren Oh, my God. <laughs> and so then she calls Lauren because she's reading the thing. And mm-hmm. then she's like, I don't see a Lauren here. And then I was like, oh, I've done it again. Now Ten did- years later. This first time was when I was like 21. This is when I'm like 31. And I was like, I was like, oh, sorry. Yes, I, I, I used Lola. And she's like, well, why the second name? And I, and then this was this was my grand cover was, oh, um, it's my performer name. I, I also have a performer name. Now, keep in mind, I'm only getting an HIV test. This is what this one was for. Yes. Only HIV. The woman goes, I'm sorry? I said, yeah, I have my my like legal name and I have my performer name. She looks at me and goes, is this all you're getting tested for? Because, like, because she's like, you're a porn star. Of course. You do porn. Performer. Look, listen, yes. You have a performer name, name and you're getting a random HIV test? test? She's like, for sure. She's for sure like chick. she needs a document to take to work. she yeah. got to go down to Vivid in like three hours. She yeah. needs that rapid result test. And she needs you know? it right now. She's going to pay the extra money to get that certificate. And I would. 
You know, speaking of medical things, I'm mm. remembering one more lie that I told once. I want to know it. Um, on a scene card, which is like a like a movie, you know, loyalty card that you can get in Canada to go yeah. to the movies. Um, they send your, you know, you, you fill out the, the form and whatever. And you know how they say you can say like Miss, Mr., Mrs. or whatever. I checked off doctor. <laughs> So now all my mail, because I just wanted one piece of mail to arrive that says Dr. Leslie Seiler. Right. And it does. It comes from, from scene, from my scene card when it comes to Dr. Leslie. And what? And they didn't They didn't ask for proof. They didn't ask doctor of what. It's a form. I mailed it, filled it out online. Well, I guess in. a loyalty card. Like, what do they care? Exactly. What do they care if I'm a doctor? And you know what? I'm a doctor of what? I could be a doctor of comedy. You know sure. I mean? I mean, we've been doing it long enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'd be long enough for you to have a PhD for sure. Yeah, it's none of their business how I got my fake PhD. It's nobody's business <laughs> what you right. do at any point. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, you know, I, I have to always, I have to never lose that scene. It's the only thing that says doctor on it. I have to keep that forever. You know what's amazing is, again, we've been best friends for 16 mm-hmm. years, and th- there's always stuff that we just learn about each other. Did you not know that about the doctor? I, you know what? I did, but, but what I was going to say is when you first told me about that, I was like, You're, it's that passionate for you to be recognized as a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the thing, huh? Weird. Yeah. And also, yeah. you just told me we were just in New York together, that's and right. then she drops this bombshell mm-hmm. after 16 years. It's always been my dream to live in New York City. I've never heard this before. Listen, well, I mean, this is an overshare, but last night, <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's all about, baby. Last night, I learned about you that you wish that you could have birthed your rescue dogs. Here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing. I was very drunk. Absolutely. I had drank a lot of tequila. Absolutely. And I was just like, I just love them so much that I'm like, I wish I could have birthed them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know now. <laughs> but last night, I was. I had so many follow-up questions for you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't want to have, like, like may, let me be clear. Okay. I do not want to have intercourse with a dog. I don't want to, like, That's have not part of this. a dog child. That's no. not what I'm saying. That's not part of this. No. I'm talking about a fantastical world where my rescue dog that I did rescue from a shelter. That's right. Magically could just come forth from my loins. And then I like lift it up like Lion King. And yes. then it's like I've had my baby. Yeah, exactly. I would just like to know that he came from me. I know. I mean, you explained this several times. You acted it out a couple of times. And then <laughs> and then you capped it all off by saying, I just love Fox so much. Fox being one of your dogs. Yeah. Yeah. And I then do. I was, and then yeah. I, and then I was like, I get it. Yeah. And then I was like, I guess this is what women feel for human babies. I'm not sure. I've never had that feeling for for a human. And and I my theory is that this is the height of your maternal instinct. Like I'm here, topping here out. Here it is. Yeah. You're right. That's that's what I think is going I on. I think it's because my eggs are dying. I've only got a few left. <laughs> and so it's like my body's like, well, you have to feel maternal towards something. And then I'm like, well, if I had to birth something, one of the dogs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, listen, it made sense after like, you know, half an hour of sort of, you know, some real discussion. Of course. I, I, I was, it's not, I wasn't not on board. I was just surprised and delighted that I never knew it. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I think all the time though about my dogs, my rescue dogs. And I'm yeah. like, I got them as they were older. Mm-hmm. What they would have looked like as puppies. Oh, Adorable. God. And if I could have, with my own hand, removed it from my birth canal. Yeah. Well, again, this was your whole argument. (laughs) (laughs) You really wanted to. It's the weirdest, grossest thing I think I've ever said. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. Now is the very fun part of the show where I go to my uh, follower responses. So I asked a question on Twitter at Lauren underscore Ash and on my Instagram at Lauren Elizabeth Ash. There's no synergy on my social accounts. It's a nightmare. It's a living nightmare. That sounds um, hard. I know because other Lauren Ashes have taken them. Ugh. I know a yoga instructor. Come on. No. Um, anyway, I put out the question and I asked, uh, what is a dumb lie you've told? And let me tell you something. 
I got so many responses. First of all, people, I guess, maybe this is why people like my oversharing, because people want to share with me Great. about these lies they've told. Um, a couple just quick ones that made me laugh. Uh, this one guy says, I, I told someone I own 1% of a company when I was in sixth grade, making it think like my family would sound less broke. I was like, that's amazing. That it's like, what a specific lie for a child. I know, you know and very complex, and one that would the other children even understand it. But yeah. that made him sound good, which right. is great. This girl writes... If I was interested in a guy, I used to tell him that I was once a stripper back in the day. I just wanted to seem sexy or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever. (laughs) Or whatever. Also, I mean, I I don't know what kind of men you're attracting, but a lot of men would not necessarily think that was a benefit. Nope, they sure wouldn't. They'd be like, "Uh uh-oh, what are the, uh, you know, there's all those stereotypical, you know, what's the daddy issue there? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And also, you know, because guys want the, like, you know, super experienced virgin, right? Like, it's kind of like you you can't have had sex with anybody else. So. Yeah, I mean, wow, what a, what a, that's a fun one. Okay, but here we go. All right, I got a couple here that I have to share. Because again, wait. these were amazing. So this woman says, here's my dumb lie. When I was 30 years old, I was laid off from my job and couldn't afford Cobra healthcare. So I thought I'd just be careful about accidents. My parents used to send me a little money to help out while I looked for a job. Well, every year my boyfriend and I went to the Sundance Film Festival and I still wanted to go. So I used some of the money my parents gave me. Well, I started getting immense pain, and my boyfriend and I flew back to San Francisco, and I went straight to the ER. Long story short, (laughs) I had colon cancer at age 30. Oh, my God. I told my parents that I had been in Tahoe for the weekend, not Utah, at the Sundance Festival for seven days, then called around to all my friends from my hospital bed and told them, I have cancer, but don't leave any voicemails asking me about how Sundance was because my mom is staying at my apartment while I'm recovering from surgery, and she'll hear them. On the answering machine. My My surgeon walked into the room after I woke up and said, did you get a chance to ski? And then she finishes this by saying, my husband still threatens to rat me out 20 years later. Wow. The parents don't know still. They still don't know. First of all, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. 20, uh, 20 years ago, you did have an answering machine that would talk to the room. Of course, you would just press play and yeah, of course. Right, or if you weren't home, it. It would just, you would just hear it. Like, it would just be, so of course she has to tell her friends, hey, Brenda, how's it going? I have colon cancer. Also, don't call my house and leave a voicemail asking specifically about Sundance. Oh my God, it's just <laughs> such a burden. Like, it's such a burden when you're like dealing with cancer. You I also, also have to don't you think your parents life. would let you off the hook? I think they would. But maybe, I mean, we don't know these parents. I mean, maybe they'd be like, we're sorry about the cancer, but we're also disappointed. <laughs> you know? We're disappointed in your choices. Yeah. How could you take that healthcare money and go to Sundance? Yeah. Also, it's, like, what a yearly trip. But again, but like, a lot, of many, de- depressing. a lot of depressing movies there. A lot of people trapped in basements probably for a long time. A or, lot of it. Yeah. A lot. Did you ever see that Ryan Reynolds movie where <gasps> he was trapped in the coffin? Oh, my God. The whole movie? No. Yeah, I couldn't watch it. How did he even film that? He said it was awful. And he lost that hair on the back of his head oh. because he was laying down the whole time. Oh, that's terrible. Wait, what was the premise? Who put him in the coffin? I don't know. Some Ugh. war thing or something. Ugh. Anyway. Sounds awful. Um, <laughs> sounds awful. But yeah, I, I do have to say, I was like, of, of all the dumb, again, I got so many responses to this. Mm-hmm. But again, telling a lie and then then your karma being, hey, naughty girl, now you have colon cancer. I mean, I feel like that's. That's I mean, up there. Exactly. As soon as she said I was in pain, I was like, uh-oh, like, here comes karma. But then the fact that it was, yeah, cancer. You thought, oh, flu. She's yeah. got a flu. Yeah, you yeah, didn't yeah. think, like, oh, she's got a yeah. horrible disease. Yeah. The good news is, 20 years later, still cancer-free. Uh, well, that's great. God bless. God bless. So, that was tied with this one. This was the other one that I had to share, because, again, these two just stuck out to me as being as being the most extreme. All right. This is from a gentleman. 
So I was sitting at a bar with my partner on a Tuesday evening, just the two of us, when two more guys came up and joined us and started talking, but my partner wasn't interested. So I decided to improv. One of them asked where I was from, and I said I grew up Amish in Pennsylvania and went into a very detailed description of my childhood. It was mostly based on watching stupid reality TV shows about the Amish mafia, and to my horror, one of the guys talking to us was actually ex-Amish. <gasps> so he started asking me questions that I really had no idea about, so I had to bullshit. My partner was getting extremely annoyed, and it became apparent that the two guys, also a couple, wanted us to join them in the biblical sense. So when they asked me how I knew my boyfriend, I stupidly replied oh him i have no idea who he is i was pumping my gas and he walked up asking for spare change or a soda bottle to return so i said get in my car i'll buy you dinner and a drink (laughs) so then i turned to my extremely pissed off boyfriend and said what's your name and he replied single (laughs) oh my god so the first lie about being Amish, right. then finding whatever, then adding on another lie that the guy next to me is 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 a homeless man. Homeless man. Your partner. You're <laughs> your like partner. your life partner. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he replied single. Are they do we know if they're still together? I think they are. And and then he also did tell me um in a further message that he ran into the Amish guy uh, again wow. with his his still boyfriend. Um Uh, later on and so yeah I mean what a story and I've had that instinct before I don't know if you've ever done this being Mm -hmm. at a bar and like some dude's trying to chat you up and it's like I just want to lie I don't want to say I'm on a TV show my go to is vet assistant they never ask for more details that is great it's like what do you do I'm a veterinary technician they go oh yeah yeah conversation over or I just like to say I'm in marketing Oh, that's good. Because it's so broad that nobody really cares what no. else. Because even advertising, they're, they're like, oh, do you work on campaigns? Like, oh, like Mad Men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if you just say marketing or something, what's even bland? Like something that sort of has a bland kind of like, because marketing, I mean, listen, no no shade on marketing people. I'm Absolutely sure, I'm, I'm not. Sure they have some exciting they do important work. But nobody really knows what they do, yeah. you know, unless you get more specific. I think that's another good one. Yeah. Yeah. Because the last thing you want to say is that you're an actor. And then the next question I don't have to tell you is, what uh, have I seen, seen you? in yeah oh, mm-hmm. and then it's just and then hell. you're just listing a resume no not that one yeah no, no not never that heard one. of it yeah. yeah never heard of it yeah when people tell me i look familiar now i go oh do i That's i've been i've been with you when that's happened yeah, yeah. Or i go oh yeah yeah what yeah. about the person who said came up to you recently and said <laughs> oh you look so much like lauren ash you look so much like lauren ash and you just went oh do i and yeah blah blah, blah. and then he realized it right well how, how, he tweeted happened? me later and he's like i'm such an idiot that probably was lauren ash right and i was like and then he was oh because he said have you seen superstore you look just like lauren ash and i said yeah i've seen the show yeah and then he tweeted me and said that was you wasn't it and i was like yes and i didn't lie i have seen the show <laughs> <laughs> you sure have. Oh, what a gift. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, truly. I, I mean, I, I I would love to be in that guy's head in that moment. Then why? Let's not talk about this for a second. Why the second lie about how he met the boyfriend? Yeah, why that? Like, why that lie? Like, He's was like, it because the... When I found out that this couple wanted to have sex with me and my boyfriend, I decided to make it sound like my boyfriend was a homeless person. Like, because that's the detail. It's not like, oh, we just met on the street. It was like, no, no, he was asking for change or <laughs> bottles to take in. And change. then I said, Come, I'll take you to dinner and a drink. And like, put your, which also makes you sound like maybe a, a crazy kidnapper. Or that you're looking for a little... I, th- I only think that would make the Amish want to have sex with them more. Oh, for Wouldn't sure. Then they'd be like, oh, these guys are these guys are down to play. Oh, if this guy's picking up homeless people, there's no yeah. way he's going to shoot down me and my boyfriend who are yeah, interested. Yeah, exactly. As, or us ex-Amish. Like, we're in. We're in. Well, we don't know, though. Did the four of them go off and have sex? We See, he didn't indicate that. And it felt like no, but maybe the answer is yes. Yeah. I mean, who's to know? Not me. Yeah. 
Gosh, what wow. a gift. I wonder what that fight was like afterwards, too, after the word single. You know what I mean? If what my there? boyfriend said <laughs> said to strangers, who, her? Oh, she's homeless. I'm asking for change. I, yeah, I'd be like, bye. I think this is done now. Yeah, good night. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I've, I've forgiven so much in relationships. You really but have. I think that, really that's, have. that might be the that's capper. That's the capper. I think just at the who, her, I think. That who, would, her? Yeah. That almost would be the like moment of edit. Not funny. Out I go, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. it should be. Yeah. All right, we're at the end of the show, but we'd like to do one last thing before we go, which is a special segment called Never Let Go. And this is where we talk about our grudges that we choose to never let go. Um, So for me, uh, today I want to talk about Wayne Dawson. And yeah, I'm naming him my name because guess what? In grade seven, he... Was I was one of the girls sitting in the neighborhood. The boys were playing road hockey. It was Canada. Give us a break. And he slap-shotted the ball at my face. Oh. One of those orange hockey balls. They're very heavy. It's like a hockey puck. Uh-huh. It hit my nose. I immediately was bleeding everywhere. Next day was picture day. I don't need to tell you. I had to skip it. And uh, my nose is permanently crooked. And I know I said this to you the other day, and you're like, I've never noticed. Well, here, hold on. I'm going to leave. Look at Look. Oh, my God. Right? I guess never look at you from that angle. See how it goes like there? It's permanently crooked. Wow. Yeah. So so you've never forgiven him? I've never forgiven I hold that grudge to this day, obviously. You're wearing that grudge. I have to look at it every day in the mirror. And think of what was his name? Wayne Dawson? Wayne Dawson. And you know what he told people the next day? She's always had a fucked up nose. I fixed it. That's what he said. Oh, this guy sounds like a real royal douche. Yeah. I I don't know what he's doing now. I've seen some photos and he seems to have packed on the pounds and I'm like, yeah. That makes sense. And I think he lost his hair. He always had really good hair, like when we were when we were twelve. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it seems like he's bald and overweight now. And I'm like, yeah, good. So b- bald, overweight, living in Belleville, probably tr- pl- still playing street hockey. If he's lucky, and he's probably not very good at it. Well, he wasn't then. Oh god. I, although his aim at my face was quite good. Uh, and I also am like, were you deliberately aiming at my face? Because that's a whole other story. That's like, well, that that's that's I, I want to say a crime. <laughs> <laughs> right? I think that counts as a crime. I think that counts as a crime. All I'm saying is this. I have literally been looking at the Kardashian doctor on Instagram, Dr. Orarian, mm-hmm. Ozurian, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I could have this fixed with filler. But then I'm like, am I going to have like one side of my nose filled? Like, what's that going to look like? It's hard because of all the things that I may or may not do to my face in my yeah. lifetime, I get panicked around nose and eyes. Yeah. Like when they want to fill under your eyes, like they're always like, let's fill it up. Let's yeah. fill it up. I'm like, don't touch my eyes. It feels weird. It does. Because I'm just like, well, I look different. Like if we change your nose. Yeah. I, you know, I don't see the crookedness now, but if you suddenly had a different yeah. nose... Well, let, like, me, let me tip my head again. Do you see it now? Yeah, yeah. I it's do. all you can see, I, isn't it? It's all I can see now. I know. I never noticed. Anyway, wow. I will never let go. Never Wayne let go. Dawson, go never to hell. Go. I have two. I'll, I'll pick... Um, I'm going to go with a, a gentleman as well. I'm going to go with David Randall. Okay. Don't know where he is or what he's doing. Um, David Randall um, asked me to go out with him in grade five. Yeah. Um, and fifth grade to the Americans. Fifth sorry, grade. fifth grade. Fifth grade. Uh, which means that somebody came up to me on his behalf and said, will you go out with David? Yeah. And I said, yes. And then what that meant is that we didn't ever speak to each other, but he would bring me like textbooks, like, you know, in, in, when you would go into class and then the teacher would be like, go get your math textbook, or at least that's what it was. Right. I went to public school also, again, in Canada. Um, no so, shame. We have good public schools. We do. No, yeah. it was great. I just don't know if it works differently here. Like, I think maybe, so. Yeah. So you had to go and like get your book. So anyway, he would always like bring me my textbooks. Wow. So that was like the chivalrous thing. So then summer comes. And of course, since we're going out, that means I won't see you for two months. <laughs> Which, which for you as an adult does sound like a dream. Listen, yeah, I, I don't like to be smothered by my, <laughs> by my husband or anybody else. Of course, of course. <laughs> like a lot of alone time. Yeah. Um, 
So first day of grade six or sixth grade, um, and I had this was when those um, those the happy face shirts were big. Uh, Do you remember? So it was black and it had the big yellow happy face mm-hmm. on it. So I was so excited. I was wearing this on the first day of school. Like yeah. I was going to be the bomb with this shirt. Of course, so I'm there and I'm on the playground and I want to say, oh, was it Ryan Montgomery? I think Ryan Montgomery came up and informed me that David Randall was breaking up with me. Whoa! On the first day of grade six. Wow! When I had a happy face shirt. Wish I had had a sad face shirt. Yeah. Or, way to make it a sad face, David. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, and then I remember like trying to like fight back tears and like just like walking and then, oh, I just, I just loved grade school so much. So dramatic. And then like all like my little girlfriends came running up and they were like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was like, nothing, nothing. Like wiping the tears <laughs> and like walking. And then it was like, oh my God, David broke up with her. And you know what was nice? <laughs> Again, you're right. As an adult, this sounds like an ideal relationship. Asked me to go out. I never had to speak to him. <laughs> And then didn't have to face him for the breakup. No. You know, and then I moved on. Wow. Who did yeah. you date next? God, after David, I think it was a I think it was a, a slow streak because You were mourning him for a while. I was mourning him for a while and I also had that rock set haircut. So it yeah. was short. Yeah. I, I wasn't a good looking child. <laughs> So the fact that I was going out with David to start with was shocking. It probably shocked everybody. And I wasn't one of the cool kids. So I feel like David went for me like straight to like probably like, I don't know, Colette Smith or like Sarah Curtis or somebody. Fucking Colette. Colette. I know. Even though she's a dentist now. Wow. She may listen to this one. And listen, no grudge now. No, no, no. But like she was definitely a cool kid. Wow. Yeah. Well, how many cool kids go on to be dentists? Well, Yeah. That's pretty impressive. It is. Well, her father was a dentist, and, uh, and she kind of took over his practice. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will <laughs> say, I did. that made me realize, I think when I was like 11 or 12, I had a phone boyfriend, which mm-hmm. meant that there was a boy that went to another school I had never met nor seen, because this was pre-internet. Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow he got my phone number, and we'd call each other back and forth every day. But he started calling like four or five times a day, and then mm-hmm. I had to tell him it was too much. So I had an entire relationship with a man that I never saw. I don't know what he looked like to this day. To this day, yeah. Well, that sounds that sounds like modern dating. Well, yeah, I mean, it was it was really I was looking into a crystal ball of my future. You you were literally an episode of Catfish before Catfish, correct? Because who knows what he looked like or if he was real? No idea. Hmm. Hmm. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on Giving It Up for Less. It's been a true joy. Uh, thank you to my best friend Leslie Seiler for oh, being here. Oh my God! Thank you so much for having me. This was a delight. It's always a pleasure. If you got a dumb lie you want to tell me? Remember, email dumb lies we tell at gmail.com. I pick the ones that make me laugh the most and I read them on the episodes. So send them in. Maybe yours will get read. Anyway, that's it. Bye.